1: of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. All right, and we are broadcasting to you live from the Asylum Studios deep in the heart of Southwest Texas in the beautiful city of Eagle Pass. And it is a beautiful beautiful Lord's day here in Eagle Pass today uh, we have a uh, 103 degrees at uh, 3 p.m central time and uh, but even though it's hot 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 it is still a beautiful day because is it a day it is a day that the Lord hath made now folks I hope that you made it out to church today I really do uh, it's a beautiful day to be in church well every day is a beautiful day to be in church but Today particularly, it's a beautiful day out, and uh, I trust that your pastor brought you a message that set a fire in your heart for the Lord, for His Word, and for the lost souls that we come across every single day as we move about in our life. Now today, on our Sermon Sunday, we're going to take a look at a wonderful, an absolutely wonderful passage of Scripture in John's Gospel And we're going to examine the subject of belief. What is real, genuine belief, and what isn't? And it's going to be my prayer today that you're going to walk away from this with a better understanding of genuine belief from the Word of God. Now, before we get into today's message, I'm going to ask you just to do two quick things for me. First of all, would you visit our website, SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, and when you get over there, head over to our contact section, and why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, please, folks, don't forget to send over your prayer requests. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at com. That's info at com. Now, also while you're on the website, if you would, would you please look for the "Support This Podcast" button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for ninety-nine cents, four ninety-nine, or nine ninety-nine a month. Uh, if you can't do a monthly recurring contribution, I know that's kind of hard to commit to these days. Uh, but you could also make a one-time contribution, and if you'd like to do that, just click on the Waygiver button. Or you could scan the Cash App QR code. Both are on our website as well. So why don't you pray about it, folks? And if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely, extremely thankful for it. Now, folks, as always at this point, uh, I always want to stop here and just say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, well, for pretty much everything. Um, but, you know, like the song says, if you, uh, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one, well, if we did that, I'd be sitting here for years, just ticking off one blessing after another blessing after another blessing. But uh, I always want to say thank you, of course, to the Lord Jesus Christ for the most precious gift I could have ever been given and that is the gift of salvation. 23 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ saved me. He moved circumstances around in my life to get me in a position where I realized that there is absolutely nothing in and of myself that I could do to earn salvation. There is nothing that I could have ever done to earn salvation. No good work, no... Uh, no, dona- no donations, no, uh, no church, whether it's the Roman church, whether it's a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, or any particular denomination, none of that saves you. Praying to saints will not save you. Praying to Mary will not save you. The only thing that will save you is putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's it. That plus nothing else equals your salvation so folks i don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't called upon the lord jesus christ to save you i don't really know what you're waiting for i really wish that i would have done it much much earlier in my life i've had i had plenty of opportunities growing up to do so and i never did it but that one particular day the lord just moved in my heart and got me in that position where I realized there was nothing I can do for myself. And, uh, even though I've had my ups and downs, even though I've, I've let the Lord down time and time and time again, the Lord has always proved himself to be faithful. He has never let me down. He has never failed me. He has never disappointed me. Now folks, if you're putting your trust in another human being if you're putting your confidence in another human being to, to bring you joy or happiness, man, you're barking up the wrong tree, folks. Jesus Christ is the only one who will never let you down, ever. So why don't you do this? Put your full faith, trust, and confidence in him. Realize that, uh, that his perfect shed blood paid your sin debt for you. And all he asks is that you trust him, that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about belief, and we're going to talk about all of that as we get into our message in just a little bit. But folks, I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for the opportunity to serve him in this capacity, for allowing me to have this particular ministry this is a, a huge blessing for me, and uh, I, I hope and I pray each and every day for everyone that listens in. Uh, no matter who you are, where you are, what your motivation is for, for listening in, I pray for you, and I and I truly thank the Lord for you and for this opportunity to open up the Word of God week after week and to and to talk about the Lord. There's nothing. There's nothing better than that. There really isn't. I also want to say thank you to all of our supporters, those of you who support us prayerfully. God bless you for your prayers. Thank you so very much for them. I'm going to ask you to please continue to pray for this ministry, uh, especially since uh, at this point we're looking to expand uh, some of the uh, features that we're going to be doing with this program. So please, folks, continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family. And, of course, please continue to pray for me uh, as we move forward also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially and still support us financially. Thank you so much for your financial support, and God bless you for it. And uh, without your financial support, there's a lot of things that we wouldn't be able to do, and uh, we we are really, truly thankful for that, and we are blessed to have you on as uh, supporters. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you, who tune in faithfully to everything that we've been putting out. God bless you. Please continue to do so. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your, fam- with your family, your coworkers, your friends. Uh, and, uh, and it doesn't matter what platform you're on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Wherever it is that you're listening, please be please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way you're going to help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you can, give us that five-star review on Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, or wherever platform you're on, uh, and leave us a little review. Man, we would really, really appreciate that. And uh, it would be a real blessing for us. All right, folks, now that, uh, now that we've said all that, how about we get into some announcements? All right, folks, well, uh, Thursday night's, Thursday night Bible study, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we have moved out of the book of Revelation, and we are now uh, getting settled into our study of the dispensations. We started off with the pre-Adamic dispensation, and uh, we found that uh, you know it's kind of a hard subject to talk about because there's really not too much information available to us. Uh, on the pre-Adamic in, uh, dispensation. Uh, but what what we do have is extremely fascinating. So if you haven't uh, had an opportunity to check that episode out, please go back and listen to it. Uh, it's a good foundation for everything that we're going to be getting into, uh, continuing on with the Thursday Night Bible Studies. And then uh, last Thursday night, we got into the dispensation of innocence, or the age of innocence, the Edenic period. Uh, we talked about the Earth. We talked about the recreation. We also talked about uh, the creation of man. We traced the crown, or we started to, I should say, trace the crown uh, that God originally had for Lucifer before he fell, and then became Adam's crown, and then Adam lost that, and then it reverted back to the God of this world, Lucifer or Satan now, and uh, we'll be tracing that crown all the way through. To the book of Revelation as we continue on with this study. Uh, next Thursday night, Lord willing, we're going to be getting into uh, uh, another dispensation, and we are looking forward to that. We're going to talk about Abraham. We're going to talk about Noah. We're going to talk about a, a number of different things. And uh, it's going uh, to be a great study, and I'm looking forward to getting into that now uh, also don't forget our usual sermon Sunday broadcast at 3 p.m. central time 4 p.m. Eastern time and uh, usually on our Sundays we have a topical message of some type uh, we haven't really done a series except that one very short series we did on uh, on dealing with depression um, but usually our Sunday sermon is a uh, is a, a topical type of a message much like we did uh, last week with Talking about fulfilled prophecy, and today we're going to be talking about genuine belief. Um, you can also find our live broadcasts on our website at Sword of the Spirit That's Sword of the Spirit Or if you uh, prefer to listen to it on our host platform, you could always head over to Spreaker and you can search for the Sword of the Spirit Podcast and jump on in and listen in there. Uh, now, if you have an active Spreaker account and you are currently logged in, you can jump on into the chat room, and uh, we can have some interactions during the course of the program, and it will be a real blessing for us there, too. So, uh, again, Thursday night, Bible study, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sermon Sunday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, available on of com or on Spreaker. And then uh, shortly after the live broadcast, we get into our, uh, well, excuse me, shortly after the live broadcast, it uploads as our podcast version. All right, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area, and if you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, maybe you should consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is visit the church's Facebook page. And to do that, you just log into Facebook. You search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And then once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information and also episodes of this podcast. And, of course, as always, we want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church and, of course, to our pastor, John Monk, uh, for allowing us to post the show on the Church's Facebook page and uh, also for the incredible amount of support and encouragement that uh, they have all provided to us as we've been going through from uh, pretty much episode one all the way on through to uh, our upcoming 117th episode. It's still unbelievable to me. Uh, so again, thank you folks at First Baptist Church and, of course, Pastor Monk. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I would like to tell you a little bit about the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcast hosts, and artists from around the country. The Contra Radio Network, or the Contra Radio Podcast, releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, and there are no issues that are off limits. If you want to break down a current events, we got it. If you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, we got that. If you want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic, yeah, we have that too. If you want to hear more about politics, if you want more Bible studies, do you want to hear more about sports, camping, firearms, and more? Well, folks, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or you can always visit their website at crn.best. That's crn.best. All right, folks, if you haven't already checked out the Three Pillars Podcast, I would really like to encourage you to do so. The Three Pillars Podcast is put out by my good friend Chase Tobin, and it focuses on your personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Brother Chase drops out a new episode every Friday morning, and if you haven't checked out yesterday's show, uh, I'm sorry, Friday's show, what a blessing that was. Discernment, great subject, great topic to talk about, and he did a fantastic job with it. So uh, check him out on YouTube at Three Pillars Podcast. You could check him out on Rumble, also Three Pillars Podcast. Or you could check out his website, threepillarspodcast.wordpress.com. All right, folks, just want to remind you to uh, sign up for the programming announcements uh, email that we send out. Uh, all you have to do is head over to our website sort of com. look for that programming announcement subscription box and uh, fill it out and get yourself on the mailing list it is absolutely free don't cost you nothing. And uh, we're not going to sell your information and we're not going to share your information. It's all going to stay here with us. And all we're going to do with this email is basically send it out to you if there is any kind of a change in our programming schedule. So if we have a, uh, a very rare cancellation, we'll send out an email. If we have a guest coming on, we'll send out an email. If we have a, uh, a change in our start time, we'll send out an email. So you get the idea. Uh, We're not going to spam you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff that you're not looking for and not interested in. Uh, So just get yourself on the mailing list and stay in the know. All right. Now, also, if you are interested in picking up one of our Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs like I have right here in my hand, uh, just head on over to our website. Look for the Sword Swag section, and you can get one of these coffee mugs for a $25 contribution. And uh, today's uh, broadcasting beverage is just straight-up hot McDonald's coffee. Now, if you'd like to get one of these Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, well, you can get one of those for a $35 contribution. And to do that, all you need to do is click the Info button on that Sword Swag page, And uh, send it over to us. Let us know what it is you're looking for. We will send you back the link where you can make your contribution. And then from there, we'll get it sent out to you right away. All right. Let's see. And just a quick reminder on the uh, Sword Swag. Uh, Unfortunately, due to an increase in uh, cost to us to get the merchandise, we're going to have to uh, increase our contribution amount uh, very, very slightly. So we'll keep you updated on that as it gets closer. All right. And uh, just one more quick thing. Uh, As you may or may not know, uh, the platform Stitcher will be shutting down at the end of this month. So if you have any shows that are saved on Stitcher or the shows that you're following, you can download the information from Stitcher. And you can bring it over to any of the other podcasting platforms that you are looking to use. I would recommend you head over to Good Pods and sign up for a Good Pods account there and get your information from them. Uh, it's a great platform. It's fantastic for uh, podcasts like 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 ours, uh, an independent podcast. We don't have a big budget. We don't have... Uh, Any big corporate sponsorships, we have nothing like that. So we rely totally on your contributions uh, to keep things going here. So uh, you can head over to Good Pods uh, and get yourself an account there. And when you do, look for me and be sure to follow me at The SOTS Podcast. That's at The SOTS Podcast. Subscribe to the show. Follow me. I will follow you back. And uh, look forward to seeing you over on Good Pods. All right, folks. Well, that will just about do it for uh, the opening segment of the show. And we're going to take our first break of the afternoon here before we get into our prayer requests. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the lord jesus christ and you'll earn some millennial rewards all right folks we'll be back right after this don't go away
2: hi everyone this is jj the co-founder of good pods if you haven't heard of it yet good pods is like goodreads or instagram but for podcasts it's new it's social it's different and it's growing really fast There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
3: we
1: Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we're going to be getting into our prayer requests here momentarily. I uh, just want to remind you folks to uh, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers, and on whatever platform you're listening, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, you name it, if you can give us a rating, We would appreciate that five-star rating. Of course, you know, if you feel like we deserve it. Sometimes we don't. But uh, if you could give us a five-star, that would be fantastic. And we would appreciate a little comment. Uh, A little bit of a review would be great. We would be very thankful for that. Now, uh, something else that um, I was going to mention in the announcement section that I I forgot to mention because I didn't leave myself a note to say it. Um, So we have been praying about and looking into the possibility of adding an additional uh, additional hour to the show that would be for subscribers only and uh, that would be where we would do uh, interviews we would have phone calls maybe answer some questions and some additional things that uh, we're not going to do on the regular uh, on the regular shows. So uh, we have set up a Patreon account. It's uh, If you want to check it out, there's nothing up there yet. Well, there's one show up there. It was a test upload uh, earlier today, and it is uh, at the SOTS podcast on Patreon. Uh, You can check that out there. Uh, I think we have it set for a $5 subscription. And uh, so you can head over there and check it out if you're interested. And then uh, once we actually get the thing kicked off, and we let you know how we're going to do it, I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, a live continuation of the show. So, it, like uh, the like the show would end now, and then it would switch over to Patreon uh, for the remaining hour as a live broadcast. I'm not sure how it, how that's going to work yet. Still working out the details, but in the meantime, it'll be uploaded material. Uh, that we'll start putting up there um, shortly. All right, so I just wanted to mention that and get that thrown out there. So if you want to check it out, it's on Patreon, Patreon, however you pronounce it, uh, at the S-O-T-S podcast. All right, and uh, eventually we'll get a link up on our website and, uh, you know, we'll go on from there. All right, uh, getting into our prayer requests. uh, Let's see. And Oh, and the reason why we're doing that is because uh, since we lost over half of our monthly support, it's been getting a little tight and trying to keep things afloat. So uh, so that's why we're doing that. Okay. All right. Prayer requests. Now, first, before we get into any of the other prayer requests, we always pray for the folks that are in need of salvation that we're made aware of. All right. Now, uh, salvation is, and I say it every show, salvation is the single most important decision you will ever make in your life. And the reason why it's the single most important decision is because it has eternal consequences. Um, Just like everything else in life, every other decision that you make in life has a consequence, your decision to accept or reject the gospel has has a consequence. But it's not just a temporal consequence. It's not just a, uh, you know, in the moment consequence. It is an eternal consequence. Because if you accept the gift of salvation and you accept the gospel message, well, when you close your eyes in this world, you open them up in glory. Or uh, if The Lord should uh, come back before that should happen, and He'd rapture the church out, like He said He's going to do. Uh, Well, then you'll find yourself raptured out; you won't have to die. So, uh, either way, it's a win-win. So, that's that's the consequence, the eternal consequence of accepting the gift of salvation. Now, the eternal consequence of rejecting the gift of salvation, rejecting the gospel, rejecting Jesus Christ rejecting the free gift is when you close your eyes here you're going to wake up in hell the worst place imaginable it's not a place where you're going to be hanging out with your buddies it's not a place where you're going to be drinking your beer and playing cards and all the other stuff that they all throw at you when they tell you that stuff Uh, you will find yourself in a place that was reserved for the devil and his angels You're going to be in a place that's going to be filled with all kinds of demonic creatures. And you will be tormented for eternity. An eternal consequence. Now, if you haven't heard these messages that we posted uh, a few months ago, we did one on the reality of hell. And we talked about what hell is, where hell is, and who's in hell, and who's going to be in hell. And then we also did, the following week, we did a message on the reality of heaven. Same exact layout, same exact format, just the opposite. So if you haven't heard those, I would suggest you go and check them out. Go give a listen. They're important messages and uh, not something you should take very lightly. All right, so now... How do you get saved? Well, like I said earlier, you put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You realize that you are a sinner on your way to hell and that there is nothing that you can do to save yourself. No good work, no prayer to any dead saint, no, pray, no prayer to Mary, no prayer to a pope, uh, no church denomination can save you, whether it's Baptist, Methodist, Episcopal, Catholic, doesn't make a difference. None of that stuff helps. The only thing that will get you out of hell is a full faith, trust, and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. His shed blood, the finished work of the cross. That's it. That's the only way. Now, should you continue to reject the gospel? Like I said, the church gets raptured out You're going to find yourself going through the tribulation, and it's going to be harder in the tribulation to get saved than it is right now. In the tribulation, it's going to be a faith plus works. You're going to have to demonstrate through works. You're going to have to keep the law, basically. But right now, it's all of grace. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, the Bible tells us. So there is no reason at all why you should keep putting this off. If you're not saved today, you can get saved today. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. It's all it takes, folks. That's all it takes. All right so on our prayer list the folks that we know of that are in need of salvation is uh, David up in New York. We have a request for the unsaved members of the Baldino family and I know they've heard the gospel because I know the folks that have put that prayer request in and I know for a fact that they heard the gospel. Uh, Manuel has asked for prayer for his mother for salvation. Sharon needs prayer for salvation. And Adam's father needs prayer for salvation. And I know that there are folks listening that are not saved, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, their Savior. And uh, even though we don't have their names, we pray for them also. We pray for them also. But I would encourage you folks, if you have anybody that you're working on, anybody that you've been witnessing to, Uh, Let us know who they are. We'll put them on the prayer list, and we'll pray for them. All right? Uh, Going down our sick list, we are going to be praying for uh, Pastor Martin, uh, for his health concerns. We're praying for my sister Laura for uh, her back problems. We're praying for Diana uh, with uh, an, an infection that has her laid up. We're praying for Laura with cancer. We're praying for Janae who has, uh, has been dealing with a heart condition for quite some time now. Sharon Baldino uh, with cancer. Martin Mata with lymphoma. Daniel Virial with leukemia. Alex Ortiz uh, with various health concerns. Diego Ortiz as well. Juan with cancer. Ruben with a pinched nerve that may end up requiring some surgery. Patricia. Patricia with uh kidney problems uh related to cancer, Jerry with a broken leg and recovering from a broken leg, uh Tina with cancer, and Walter dealing with some shoulder pain. All right, and then we're also praying for uh Jude, my brother-in-law, uh for his business up in New York City. We're praying for Federico Salinas, a good brother and friend of mine. I love this man. He's a great man. Um, He's a real blessing to me, and his friendship and his fellowship is is, is just absolutely priceless. And uh, so we want to pray for him and pray for his family. We're also praying for another brother, uh, Aldo, and his business here in Eagle Pass, at pro-HVAC. We're praying for another great brother in in Christ and a great friend to me, Brother Hector. Uh, We're praying for him. We're also praying for another brother in Christ, Alex, as, a, as an effective witness at the workplace. We're uh, lifting up Manuel for his walk with the Lord. Jessica for her walk with the Lord. Isabella for her walk with the Lord. Liz has a financial matter that she's working to resolve. Angela is in class uh, for her, her job. Uh, Gabby also in class for her job. Uh, Ruby has asked for prayer for her daughter heading off to college. And uh, we have another prayer request for really all of the kids heading back to school. Uh, And now here in Eagle Pass, uh, I guess in Texas statewide, they're heading back to school starting tomorrow. So we're going to pray for them. And then, of course, uh, wherever you're located, we're going to pray for your kids as well as they head back to school. And then we have our unspoken prayer request. We're praying for... Eduardo Rodriguez. We're praying for Larissa. We're praying for Brother Hector. We're praying for Manuel, Angela, Laura, Maria, Uriel, Adam. And Esme has an unspoken prayer request for her son Fernando. All right. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, that you are the God of answered prayer. We thank you, Lord, for your many, many blessings upon us in our lives. Today, Lord, we're going to ask for prayer for the folks on our salvation list. Lord, we're going to ask that you would just work that miracle in them, that you would draw them into yourself, that you would minister to their hearts and help them to make the decision that needs to be made with eternity at stake. Lord, we also pray for those on our sick list today. Uh, We named each one, and Lord, we pray for them as... uh, as they are healing and recovering, Lord, we pray that Your healing hands would be upon them. We pray that You would guide the doctors and give them discernment as they uh, as they work to to help bring healing to their bodies. Father, we pray that You would give them each strength and that measure of grace that they need as they move forward with their illnesses. And then, Father, we also pray for uh, for those on our. General prayer list, Lord, we pray that you would just protect each one of those folks, Lord. We pray that you would hedge them all about, Lord. We pray that you would just be a blessing to them as they each ser- look to serve you, and Lord, we pray that you would prosper the work of their hands. We pray that you would protect their families as they serve the Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would um, that you would uh, just draw closer to those that are seeking your face. Father, we also pray for uh, uh, those that are traveling, whether it's uh, locally or out of the country. Lord, we lift them up to you, and we just pray that you would give them safe travels to and from their destinations. And then, God, we pray for those that are dealing with financial issues. We pray for those that are in school. And then, Lord, we lift up, um, we lift up all the students that will be heading off, whether it's to college or, or elementary school or middle school high school, wherever it is that they'll be going, Lord, we just lift them up to you. We ask you just to protect them, to hedge them about, to uh, to guide their steps as they go forward, God. We ask this, and we bless you for it in Jesus' name. And then, Lord, also, we want to lift up all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts. Father, we just lift up Eduardo Rodriguez. We lift up Larissa and Hector and Manuel, Angela, Lauda. We lift up Maria. We lift up Uriel. We lift up Adam And we lift up Fernando as well, Lord. Uh, We know that you know exactly what those prayer needs are, and we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would uh, answer all of those prayers and all of our prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives. And then, Lord, you would receive all of the honor and the glory that you so rightly deserve. Father, we thank you, and we ask you to bless the message as we get underway in just a few moments we ask you to bless the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. Lord, we ask you to give, uh, to give me the, the words to speak and the power and authority that I need to preach the message that you've laid before me. Father, I thank you so much for all that you do for us, and we'll praise you and bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, folks, well, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, you can just send them on over to us by email at info at com, or you could uh, head over to our website and use the contact form and send it over to us through there. And then also, if you are logged into Spreaker and have an active Spreaker account, you could always drop your prayer request in our chat group. All right, folks, that will uh, bring us up to our second break of the afternoon, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. If you don't already have it, maybe grab yourself some more coffee. And when we come back, we'll be getting into today's sermon on genuine belief. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers that way, you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll be back right after this.
4: Who doesn't wish for a sunny days? That the sky above us Would never turn gray But life isn't always sunshine We have times That leave us asking why And when the clouds roll in And tears begin to fall There must be a reason
5: never waste our pain. He brings beauty out of brokenness and hope to our heartache. Healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world. We never walk through trials in vain. He's a Redeemer of
4: The problem that we face is sifted by the Father through hands of grace. He'll use the sorrow to draw us to call us closer to His side. It's It's in in the the middle of the storm we learn to trust. trust.
5: That he is always watching over us. Redeemer of the rain, the Lord will never waste our pain. He brings beauty out of brokenness and hope to our heartache. Healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world. We never walk through trials in vain. He's a redeemer of the rain. Hold to our heartache healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world We, we never, never walk through trials in vain. vain We've known his mercy long enough to say He's a redeemer of
2: to thank him for his son and that's enough to pray
6: The state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you,
1: And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello. Now, if you've been listening to the show for any lengthy period of time, you realize that when uh, we have our little piece there on your King James Bible, that that means it's time to open up our Bibles and uh, get started with our Bible study, or in this case, our Sunday sermon. Now, uh, if you would, would you take your Bibles and turn with me over to the book of John? John and chapter 20, and we're going to get started with episode number 117, Genuine Belief. John chapter 20, the Gospel of John, all right, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that's easy enough, right, in your New Testament, the fourth book, John chapter 20, okay, everybody there? All right, here we go. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. Now, just so you know, when John is speaking in the first person, he's talking about himself. He's always referring to himself that way. He never calls himself by name. He always says that other disciple or, uh, or uh, whom Jesus loved, uh, that's always how he re- refers to himself. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher so i guess john is a little bit more fleeter of foot than peter was all right verse 5 and he stooping down looking in saw the linen clothes lying yet went he not in then cometh simon peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes but wrapped together in a place by itself Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Heavenly Father, would you add your blessings to the reading and the examination of your holy word today? I pray that none of us would leave here unscathed. May the coarseness of the word of God, the old two-edged sword, affect us in a way that we need to be affected. Lord, we're trusting you for that, and we're believing it. Now again, Lord, we do lift up those that we mentioned earlier that are sick and afflicted in body, and I pray that your healing hand would be upon them. I pray for guidance and direction on the part of the medical folk that uh, will attend to their needs, and God give them wisdom and discernment. And I pray the greatest thing that would happen this day is that the spiritual bomb of Gilead would be applied to souls that are in desperate need of salvation and we'll thank you in the name of our Savior, we do pray. Amen. All right, when I was reading this text, something kind of just jumped out at me and struck me. In verse 8, let's go back up to verse 8. Then went in also that other disciple, so this is John speaking of himself, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. Believed what? What? What did he believe? Well, verse 9 tells us that he believed at that point in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So John finally, finally came to grips with the truth of Jesus' teaching on that particular subject. Look with me over in Matthew, Matthew chapter 20. Now, we're going to go over to Matthew, but from there, we're going to look at just a several passages. We're going to look at a couple of passages there, and then we're going to go back to John. So it won't be too difficult, and we're going we're to camp in John for the rest of, rest of the afternoon. John chapter 20 and verse 17. Uh, you might want to keep a finger in John. We'll be back over there. All right. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 17. And Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. Now, Jesus told them that in advance And I know how Jesus felt. Because sometimes it seems like preaching goes right over heads. You know, (laughs) right over your head. Jesus didn't tell them on only one occasion. He told them several times. He alerted them to the fact that he would be crucified and that he would be buried and that he would rise again the third day. And you know something? Bless their pointed little heads. They missed it. They missed it. They just didn't get it. You know, I wonder... I I do, I wonder how much of the teaching of God's Word we don't get. You know, that it just, you know, flies right by us. Well, are we really any different from the disciples? You know, when you look at them from this perspective, you know, the disciples had every advantage possible over us. I mean, they literally, literally walked with Jesus for three years and still... You know, we're just as human as they are, and they're just as human as we are. Of all of the people who you would think would be most likely to have believed earlier, it would have been John. Because John was the favored disciple, you know, by his own admission. He was designated the one whom Jesus particularly loved. It was John who went all the way to the cross and stood at the foot of the cross and received the commission from the Lord Jesus to take care of his earthly mother, Mary. So if you you think anybody should have gotten it, it should have been John. And yet we're told that John didn't come to an absolute place of belief until he saw the empty sepulcher. Then it all finally dawned on him. Well you know there are there are some things to consider in thinking about this that we need to talk about. Now belief must have really struck John in, a, in an unusual way. You know Matthew emphasizes belief 9 times. Mark emphasizes it 13 times. Luke talks about it 7 times. But do you want to take a wild guess for how many times John mentions it? 90 times. Ninety times John talks about the criticalness and the necessity of belief. So it really had to have struck home in John's heart and his mind. You know, when he finally came to, to, to the absolute conclusion of belief, and then years later when the Holy Spirit moved him to write his epistle, I mean, he just cannot stay off the subject. He's on it. He camps on it. He stays on it. And he, con- and he continues to just circle the wagons talking about belief. And he gives, us really, he gives us a variety of examples of what belief is and what it isn't. So I think for starters, I think we should talk about what it isn't. Look with me over in John chapter 4. John chapter 4, and then we're going to kind of progressively look at things as we wander through John's gospel. Now, in John chapter 4, we have we have really a very interesting and fascinating story. It's a story of Jesus deciding that he was going to go through a place called Samaria. Now, if you're not aware of these things, let, let me bring you up to speed. Uh, Samaritans were half-breed Jews, and the orthodox, certifiable, blue-blooded Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. Nothing. They didn't like them and they had nothing to do with them now you talk about prejudice i mean they could write the book on prejudice and so in their in, in their abhorrence to the samaritans jesus made an outstanding statement that i mean i mean it really must have grabbed the attention of his disciples when he told them that he was going to go through samaria now the usual protocol was for all the jews to walk around samaria so to avoid you know rubbing shoulders with them and coming in contact with them. And so then Jesus comes along and he he breaks all tradition and he says, "I'm going to go through Samaria." He says, "I'm going to tell you what, guys. You guys go to McDonald's and get something for us to eat for the trip and catch up with me later." Now I know that's called, you know, preaching in the cracks right there, but you understand what I'm saying. And and so Jesus, you know, he forges on alone. And then he meets this woman at the well. And she's a woman that's been rejected by even her own Samaritan society. And we know that because she's there at high noon. Now, the average woman went to the well either in the morning or in the evening to get her water. But this woman is there by herself. So, you know, that's people avoiding her and her avoiding people. Jesus engages her in conversation. He begins to talk to her. And it's not before long that Jesus asks her, Where's your husband? And a response is I have no husband. And of course, you know Jesus knows everything. Just like he knows everything about you, you can't hide anything from him, not a, not a thing. You can't hide on a blip of a thought from him. You can't because he's God almighty. And so Jesus said, where's your husband? I have no husband he said well thou hast spoken for thou hast had 5 husbands and the one thou hast now is not thine husband and she was amazed she was astounded and then he began to talk to her about living water and then she ran to the village and she says come and see the man that has told me all things ever i had done and when she said and when she said all things i had ever done you know that they all went ooh This is better than Oprah. You know, we're in, man. We're on our way. So they all went out to the well to see this guy. And, uh, you know, and Jesus began to teach them. And they were so astounded at his teaching that they asked him to stay and spend more time with them. And so he ended up spending two days with that crowd right there in Samaria. All right. So now let's pick it up in chapter four and verse thirty nine. Chapter 4, verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that I ever did. Now, you know something? There's a lot of people like that. They're told about Jesus Christ, and they say, okay, I believe that. I believe that. But is that genuine belief? Is that, is that hardcore, real bedrock-solid, get-you-to-heaven belief. Well, let's read on. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Okay, we're making a transfer now. We're moving from the word of the woman to the word of the Lord. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. You know, belief from others cannot be assimilated by yourself. You can't ride the belief of someone else. All right, let me put it this way. God has no grandchildren. God has no grandchildren. He has children who've entered into the arena of belief and trusted him. You know, the belief of your ancestors is not going to do you any good. Uh, And let me illustrate it this way. The belief of Elbridge Gerry, William Ellery, Oliver Walcott, or Matthew Thornton will not give you freedom. And you say, "Well, well, who are those guys? Well, those were all signers of the Declaration of Independence. That was four of the 56. Now, if I had said, you know, Sam Adams, Thomas Jefferson, John Hancock, or Benjamin Franklin, I mean, you would have identified those names, but you didn't pick up on those four guys. They're some of the unknowns, you know, some of the insignificant. But they believed, and they desired freedom in such a tremendous way that they were willing, and many did, to die for it. But you know what? We we have lived and enjoyed a great deal of freedom on their coattails. But each generation ultimately has to make its own decision. What were those men protesting? Government intrusion in their lives. And until another generation comes along and is willing to sign another declaration of independence, as it were, the the intrusion is only going to increase. So you see, you, you can't ultimately live spiritually on the belief of another generation of someone else. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. The final straw of belief came not because of the woman's words, but of Jesus' words. I mean, that's that's why it's so important that when you know when we're communicating the gospel to people, you know, a personal testimony is a wonderful tool. Wonderful. Paul used it many times. But um, ultimately, it has to be reinforced and has to be substantiated with the Word of God. It's what God says that's really critical, not what I say or anyone else says. And so the belief of others cannot be assimilated for yourself. It has to be your belief, your belief. All right, but that's not all go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. You know, I believe John became a real student of belief. I mean, if you want to know something about genuine belief, read John. Now, uh, John chapter 6 and verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. Jesus knows. Jesus knows, doesn't he? And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except that it were given unto him of my Father. Now from that time, now, now this is an incredibly amazing verse. Okay, This is John 6, 66. Now if you know anything about your Bible, if you know anything at all about Bible prophecy, you know that that's an amazing number, 666. Now we're reading here, John 666. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Well, you know what Peter did? He verbalized, you know, what I'm sure they were all thinking. He gave verbal acknowledgment as to the authenticity, the credibility, and the divinity of Jesus Christ. But is verbal acknowledgment enough? Is that all it takes? Because he said, have, I not, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil? Peter, now, you verbalized a wonderful thing. No one could have said it any better than you, Peter. It's like you plucked the words off the banister of heaven— great words, then why in just a little while from now, Peter, you're going to run and deny the Lord? Is this verbal acknowledgement necessarily real belief? You know, if all of those who gave an occasional verbal assent to the deity of Jesus Christ were in church on at least a semi-regular basis, do you know that church services all across America would have to be held seven days a week to accommodate them all? So just verbalizing a belief is not necessarily belief. All right, let me give you two illustrations in contrast. A priest was giving his flock a sermon on the gospel. He mentioned the five loaves of bread our Savior fed the 5,000 people with. Uh, But instead of saying 5,000, he said 500. I mean, that, that must be a story that's easily mixed up, you know. The altar boy then told him that he made a mistake because the gospel says 5,000. Whereupon the priest said, Be quiet, you fool. They already have a hard time believing 500. All right, now there's a difference between verbal acknowledgement and genuine belief. All right, now a huge crowd was watching the famous tightrope walker Blondine cross Niagara Falls one day in 1860. He crossed it numerous times. And it's a 1,000-foot trip, 160 feet above the raging water of Niagara Falls. Finally, he asked the crowd if they believed he could take one person across. They all shouted with great enthusiasm, Yes! They assented. We believe it. Then he approached one man, and he asked him to get on his back. And the guy said, I ain't doing that. Now, doesn't that illustrate that perfectly? Verbal acknowledgment is one thing. Hardcore belief is something else. You know, it may not. It can, but it may not accompany verbal acknowledgment. Well, then there's something else. There's something else. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. You know, old John talks about belief 90 times. 90 times. You want to know what belief is? Read John. He'll help you with it. He'll get you entrenched, literally entrenched in genuine belief. All right, now John chapter 14. We're going to read several verses. These are so good. So good. All right, verse one. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you have a troubled heart? You know, the Lord's got remedies for that. He's got prescrip- prescriptions for troubled heart. He really does. He really does. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Huh. Well, there's John camped out on believing again. He just can't escape it. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, that's a precious precious promise, folks. It really just just did not get any better than that. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Now, folks, how would you interpret that? How would you interpret that? I don't know how to interpret that any way except for what it says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus didn't say your church is the way. He didn't say your particular belief is the way. He said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can't get to the Father through a church, through a denomination, a priest, a pope, uh, an imam, a, a preacher, a deacon, a Sunday school teacher. The only way, the only way you can get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Now, either he told the truth, or he was the biggest religious charlatan that ever walked the planet. Now, that's not all. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, ye you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. Well, there's Philip looking for another confirmation. Now, by the time we get to John chapter 14, there have been busloads of these confirmations, busloads. And here's Philip looking for just one more little confirmation, one sign, one indicator, one benchmark, something. Can you show us something else? Have you got another trick up your sleeve, Lord? Jesus saith unto him, So now the next thing that that we need to examine is this. The next thing we need to examine. Verbal acknowledgement doesn't necessarily indicate absolute belief. Okay, You can't assimilate it from someone else. And then the thing that we see here is exposure to promises do not necessarily guarantee salvation kind of belief. Now, Philip and Thomas both had multiple exposures to the promises of God. Jesus just made them the grandest of all. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Wow! That's a bedrock promise. And yet they're still, still asking for something else. Does familiarity with promises equate to genuine belief? You know, I've had a lot of people try to convince me they were believers when the vocabulary was punctuated with doubt. It would be the equivalent of this, okay? Being familiar with the Texas Rangers, you know, being familiar with all their players, their positions, their numbers, their stats. Familiarity with the Texas Rangers does not guarantee a World Series win, right? I mean, you might know all about it. But that doesn't necessarily provide a guarantee. All right? Two little girls were playing outside and were counting their pennies. And the first little girl counted her five pennies and said, I have five cents. The second little girl counted her pennies and said, I have her five pennies and said, I have ten cents. And the first little girl said, No, you don't have ten cents. You have five cents just like I have five cents. The second little girl said, no, I have 10 cents. And the first one said, well, why do you think you have 10 cents? She said, my father promised me he was going to give me five cents when he got home from work tonight. So I have 10 cents. Now, do you know what that is? That's real belief. That's genuine faith, isn't it? She said, my father promised me. And at the risk of embarrassment, I'm counting on it. There's the difference. Just because you have familiarity with a promise doesn't necessarily mean you're a believer. All right, look with me over in John 16. John 16 and uh, verse 25. John 16, verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. Proverbs. For the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. So the idea of the thing is that Jesus confesses that some of his teaching was cloaked in mystery. He spoke in Proverbs. He spoke in parables. And he purposely did that. And one of the reasons he did that was to compel us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. You know, to, 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 to research the thing a little bit, to look at it really very, very carefully. All right, but that's not all. Verse twenty six. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and I have and and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and I am come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. Now Jesus is speaking here primarily in a future tense. All right, I don't know if you picked that up. He's talking about what's going to develop in these disciples' lives and hearts. All right, verse twenty-nine. His disciples said unto him, "Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Lord, give it to us straight, waist high. You know we need it where we can wrap our brains around it because we we can get real fuzzy-headed in some of the things you tell us." Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Notice the question mark. Notice that. Notice the question mark. Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. He said, now you're professing because you've accepted intellectually. You've given intellectual assent to who I am and who I am in my relationship to my father. But do you really believe that? Because momentarily, you're going to scatter like a covey of quail. When the oppression comes, when the enemy shows up, you're going to take off in every possible direction. And they did. They did. Now, there are millions whose profession would be the same as verse 30. Let's look at that verse again. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Wow. Wow. You know, there are lots of people that would say, yeah, I believe that. But genuine and complete belief has escaped them. All right, and let me say it this way, okay? And I'm not picking on anybody, so please don't think that I am, but I'm going to say this as plainly as I know how. Uh, Hanging a crucifix on your bedroom wall does not suggest absolute belief. It just doesn't. Hanging a cross around your neck does not suggest absolute belief. I mean, these people gave intellectual assent to all of the facts that they had concerning Jesus Christ, and they said, we believe it. We believe it. You've declared that you are the great I am. You've declared that you were sent from the Father. You've declared that you are the Son of God. You've declared that you are the solution to our problems. We believe that. We believe it. And then they took off. Did they really believe? Did they really believe? All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon and come back, and we'll continue on with our study of genuine belief. Folks, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
0: Found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey folks, this is Joe Yellow, and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We've been talking about genuine faith, genuine belief, and uh, we've been uh, kind of wandering our way through the Gospel of John. And i want to show you another one, and this one's a real killer, to be honest with you. Head over to John 19. Head over to John 19. And uh, while you're going over there, folks, uh, if you have an active speaker account and you want to jump on into our chat room, why don't you head on over there, sign in and do it. Jump on in, say hello, let us know you're out there. It's always a blessing to see new people in the chat room. And um, also just wanted to remind you of uh, that Stitcher. So if you're listening on the Stitcher platform at the end of this month, uh, it's going to be shut down and uh, you're going to have to find a new home. And uh, head on over to Good Pods. Check us out on Good Pods. All right. John chapter 19 and uh, verse 18. John 19, 18. All right. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Verse 23. Verse 23. Uh then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to every soldier a part, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them, and from my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. Now, that prophecy is in Psalm 22. They unknowingly, unwittingly are fulfilling Bible prophecy. That's what they're doing. But that's not all. Verse 28 After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. So Jesus complained of thirst because the scripture prophesied that it was a necessary ingredient of the crucifixion. The scripture is fulfilled. Verse 33, But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith there out came thereout blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that you might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Now, the Lord runs through about a half a dozen of these things here in this short passage of scripture, demonstrating that scripture was being fulfilled at every hand. Scripture's fulfilled, scripture's fulfilled, scripture's fulfilled. Now, it would seem like Uh, people that had been listening to the Lord Jesus Christ preaching for the last three years would have a handle on fulfilled Scripture, don't you think? Because he talked about it a lot. You know, the Lord gave us an awful lot of prophetic teaching, and yet it just went right over their heads, right over their heads, and Scripture is being fulfilled at a monumental rate. It's kind of like a race car going around a track at about 200 miles an hour, you know, one, two, three, four. Five, six, Scripture fulfilled, Scripture fulfilled, Scripture fulfilled. You know, over the years, I've, I've had an amazing amount of unsaved men say to me, you know, preacher, we must be living in the last days. Well, how do you come to that conclusion? Where in the world did you get that from? Whoa, man, things are getting tough. Things are getting bad. Oh, yeah, man, we must be living in the last days. You know, the only source of information we have about the last days is, is not the Quran. is not the Library of Congress, is not all of the uh, intellectual forums held in universities. The only information that we have about the last days, folks, is that book. It's that book. And so people are willing, you know, oftentimes, like my pastor would say, you know, they're just as lost as a blind goose going north in a blizzard. They're just as pagan in their heart as they can be. And they'll say, yeah, well, you know, preacher, we sure must be living in the last days. Familiarity with the fulfill, with familiarity with fulfilled scripture is in itself not genuine belief. You know, Hollywood, Hollywood can't stay away from biblical themes, you know, particularly apocalyptic ones. You know, I, I see some of these previews occasionally, like, you know, some kind of a of a hybrid monster ascending out of a pit in the earth. Well, you know what that is? You know what that is? Come on, where's my Revelation students? Revelation chapter nine, right? That's Revelation Chapter nine. I mean, Hollywood cannot stay away from all of these, you know, various apocalyptic apocalyptic themes. But does that make them believers? even when they, you know, perhaps in in kind of like a, a sideways way about it, you know, give a certain endorsement to the truth of the Bible. But that doesn't make them believers. John went to the sepulcher. He looked inside. And then he said, I really believe. I mean, he must have been holding out a little bit You know, there must have been a little portion of reservation in his mind and in his soul. You know, Jesus reprimanded his disciples more than once by telling them that even though they were professing belief, when the real adversary showed up, that they would scatter. Now, you know, a lot of people profess belief. They confess belief. But do they possess real belief? You know, in Bible language, belief is synonymous with trust. I mean, if you're really going to believe God, you're going to trust him, right? If you're going to believe he'll save your soul, then you've got to trust him to do it. We have to trust Jesus wholly and completely. And I don't mean wholly, holy H O L Y, I mean holy W H O L L Y. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Folks, John couldn't get off the theme of belief 90 times, 90 times. Why do you suppose John talked about it so much? Because it was so real to him. When he looked in that sepulcher, oh, now I remember. He said he would rise from the dead. I get it now. So years later, the Apostle Paul, in writing Romans chapter 10, said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, it's it's not enough to believe that there was a crucified Christ. It's not enough to believe in an empty cross. The sufficiency is found in believing that he conquered your last enemy, which Paul declares is death so he conquered it and because and because he did you now have the ability to ride on his coattails amen belief belief where's your belief button right now where's your belief level is it to the point where you say lord there's no question in my mind there's absolutely no contradiction of anything going on in my brain right now. If I died today, I have 100% certainty of heaven as my home. Folks, that's real belief. And that's why, you know, preachers put it that way. That's why we say, if you died today, are you sure that you'd go to heaven? Not hope so, maybe so, think so. Not, well, I'm better than the guy down the street. Or I'm not as bad as that guy. I mean, what has that got to do with anything? Do You see, it's belief. Belief. It's belief. The day at the sepulcher is the day that the Lord Jesus became John's Passover lamb. It was here that he transcended the hurdle of seeing only and believed. He believed. Now, if you're listening today, I wonder if you're saying to yourself, I get it now. I understand. You know, a lot of the emotions that I've gone through, you know, verbal acknowledgement, even having some limited exposure to the promises, intellectual assent, understanding that Scripture is being fulfilled at a rapid rate does not in itself constitute genuine belief. And I want to believe with all of my heart, all of my mind, my soul, and my will that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and he alone has the capacity to forgive me of my sin and give me eternal life. And then I could share in his promise of, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, if you want to enter into that arena of belief, if you want to be on that platform of belief, You know, not some shaky, vacillating belief. The real deal. Now, if you're listening and you're uncertain about your eternal situation, uncertain that you're bound for heaven, I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I don't know if I've done the best I could do, But I tried really hard today to convey the necessity of belief, of real belief. And I'm trusting your Holy Spirit to do what I can't do. Lord, I can preach a message. I can point out the scripture. But it's only your spirit that can bring about genuine conviction to hearts and lives. I can't do it, Lord. I confess that I can't do it. Lord, I know in all probability there are some listening right now and the whole thing went flying right over their head. But there are also some people that the Holy Spirit's dealing with, convicting them, demonstrating to them that belief, real belief, genuine belief can lead straight into the kingdom of God and the family of our Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, I pray that you'll Help them make the right decision right now. Lord, help them understand that salvation is of you and no other source. We read today that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What a precious, precious passage. I don't have to depend upon anything but Jesus Christ. And he is so incredibly dependable. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, that promise is true for every believer. And I pray that you might bless this invitation and direct it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, all right, folks. If uh, if you've responded to that invitation in any way, uh, would you please let me know? Send me an email to info at swordofthespiritpodcast dot com. And if you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ today, would you please let me know also? This way, I can send you a gift, a free gift, something that'll truly bless your soul—a King James Bible. Just email me at info at podcast.com and let me rejoice with you. All right, folks. Well, that will do it for our Sermon Sunday broadcast. Thank you so much for your prayers and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Head on over to our website, Podcast.com, and click on that contact section and send us over any comments or questions. Also, look for that support this podcast button. And if you can help us with a recurring monthly contribution or a one-time contribution, we would appreciate that. Until next time, folks, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care.